0: A problem I've had in the past when I was first competing, I very often found that the the guy who, that was taking the classes, he was more of a um, martial arts instructor than a Muay Thai fighter instructor. So I was fighting. He didn't have any fighters. I was kind of having to do it myself. Um, the classes weren't really helping me fight better. And a lot of the time I went along to the classes. I did those. But... It was only really inspiring when I got to do completely whatever I wanted to do. I could practice some of the stuff I'd been actually working on at home. And it was the stuff I did at home where I just then went out and said, you know, I'm spending an hour drilling this. So it could be like the long guard with a follow-up knee. And I'd be working and playing with that, Not, not doing it in a fatiguing way, taking breaks when I needed to and sort of, you know, just working on the technical shapes of it and the footwork and the balance of it all and how it felt but I'd be getting as much repetition on that as I could, just thinking I'm, I'm banking repetitions, I'm banking repetitions, I'm making this feel natural um, and habitual so that I don't have to think about it. And then when I got to a class, um, we wouldn't necessarily get a chance to do it in the class, but if we did some free sparring and stuff like that, that's when I'd be like, right, now I'm going to try and take the repetition I've been doing at home just on the punch bag or sometimes my, my wife could help me with the pads as well. Um and I'll actually try and pull this now. I'll pull this off with a live opponent uh, and see what what tweaks I have to make. And then that would then inform my practice then at home again. It's like, well, this didn't work because of this. And I'd try and come up with a drill back at home that would let me correct that. And I'd go and grease that groove again. And then I'd take it out to play again. Next time I got an opportunity to do some sparring or something a bit more sort of freestyle where I could change what I was doing. This is the way I... I personally I have always treated the the group sessions so i know that they're kind of generic which means they're going to kind of be a little bit of all things to everybody which means they're not really focused to make it perfect for, for each individual but it's a kind of a an opportunity to taste some different things and find out what works for you um and some of those combinations to be like oh this one really works well for me for my sort of style And that'll be one like it'll be like mentally log that one and I'll drill it and I'll make that part of my automatic repertoire. That fits me. And then some of the other stuff will be like, doesn't really suit me, like my fight style or my height. If I was shorter and stockier, that would be really effective for me. I'm a bit taller than that or vice versa, you know, and it's just a case of you kind of um, panning for the gold, really. And then you're kind of just logging. Ah, that one, that one suits me. And I'll, I'll make that part of my consistent repertoire. Um, and, and that's the way to sort of treat those sessions. We've got like a choice. Um, the, the way I kind of break this down, bearing in mind how the motor patterns are learned and we're trying to make them automatic, there, there's the opportunity to learn something new or if it's something you're learning from scratch new, you've got nothing that you've got a conflicting pattern to kind of change, then about three to 500 reps and it'll be, it'll be in there. The problem is when it's something that you've already done three to 500 reps and it's in there, it's banked, it's automatic, and now you want to change it, which is more often than not, especially when people have started to do fights, that's where it becomes like three to 5,000 reps to change that habit. So I'm very conscious of only practicing new things when I'm fresh, not fatigued, And in that kind of state, because I want the quality to be really good, because I know that is banking repetitions of the shape that I'm going to produce. And if I'm trying to do it when I'm fatigued and tired, it all falls apart. I'm repeating rubbish movement. I'm actually starting to bank that as a poor habit. I'm I'm developing bad habits. So when it's something brand new or something I'm trying to change that I've been habitually doing kind of wrong, or I want to tweak it and improve it, then I know I need to, at the start of a session, I'm just working on reinforcing changing habits, and I'm just trying to repeat that. As soon as I start feeling tired, and it's all starting to go a little bit AWOL, then I won't do anything that I was trying to practice new anymore. I'll move on to the stuff that's already banked and stable. Um, So... For example, like a round kick that I know I can just throw when I'm really tired. I've banked that pattern. That's stable. I'll do that one. I'll practice technique under fatigue when it's a technique that I know is robust and stable. I've practiced it thousands of times the right way. I won't do anything that's kind of new when it's uh, <laughs> untested in fatigue. So that's that's the kind of way I, I work those sessions. So um, I'm forever, when I'm at home, working in stuff. And as soon as I feel or oh, I'm getting tired now. <laughs> then what I'll do is I'll I'll switch the session from rehearsing or practicing the new stuff, the new technique to tried and tested old favorites that I know stay stable under fatigue and I'll just give myself a bit of a beasting on the end if that's the stage I'm at. Um, but that's that's important to kind of consider how those how that works. When when I'm coaching people for the Muay Thai side as well, what will happen is further from a fight I'll have longer rounds, but they're less intense. And it's more technical. So it's more like I might shift to kind of like four or five minute rounds. And we're we're working on something. And it's more we're just breathing through. We're not really... I'll still finish the round with a a good kind of 30 seconds to to leave them kind of remembering they had to blow a bit. But the majority of that session or or that that round is new technical and tactical stuff I'm wanting, wanting them to drill. And that tends to be my emphasis in like a strength block further away from the fight. And then I'll gradually squash the rounds down to be what they're going to be competing at by the time they get to the the, um, the speed block at the end, which will be the one that's converting them ready to fight. And then by the, time, by the time I've actually got them effectively, when you're really entering the true fight camp, when you're in that sort of last block or two of the phase, um, that's where I'm getting really specific to whatever rounds they're going to be fighting. Um, and at that stage because I'm pushing the intensity up in the rounds, I'm also not really expecting them to be learning too much new because I'd spent all the time drilling in the new stuff or changing a bad habit that they had under <laughs> while they weren't fatigued with longer rounds where we get lots of repetition on it. So hopefully by the time we get to the, the fight end of the, of the scale, it's now about pushing the technique they've got under fatigue rather than trying to learn something new because it's not a great time to try and learn something new when all I'm trying to do is beast them. So it's more a bit, it's the tough training, T-U-F, technique under fatigue. So I've spent the time building the technique. It should be robust now. We've done lots of repetition on it, longer rounds. Now we're getting close to the fight. Can you hold that technique when you're tired? And that's what we're, we're really testing. And I'll squash the rounds down shorter, more fight specific, whatever they've got. But the pace goes up. Now we're looking at threshold or above in terms of what the intensity should be rather than threshold kind of maximum or uh, that little that little finisher burst on the end of the round i find psychologically fighters still need that even if it was a generally a a bit of a longer technical round they kind of still like to feel like they've had a load of multiple round kicks or something on the end you know (laughs) a bit of a blowout thanks for listening if you found this valuable please like subscribe and share with someone else it could help too please give the podcast a review or comment below. We'd love to hear from you. As always, you can visit heatrick.com for more Muay Thai performance podcasts, videos, articles, and guides. Catch you next time.